You're listening to the PT Profit Podcast, episode number 62. Today, I'm sitting down to talk to you all about how to create content that attracts your ideal clients and turn them into customers using your content. Are you ready? Let's get started. Hi, I'm Beverly Simpson, former fitness manager turned online personal training business owner. And this podcast is where smart fitness professionals, including trainers and clinicians, discover how to increase client performance in movement, package and position their products and services and get out of their own way so that they can increase their revenue to live a life that they love without sleazy sales. Welcome to the PT Profit Podcast. What's up, coach? Thank you so much for pressing play today. I'm your host, Beverly Simpson. And today we have another incredible episode here at the PT Profit Podcast. So it's just you and me hanging out today. And we are chatting all about how to create content that attracts ideal clients, connects them, and converts them into customers. So now before we get started, this was actually an, a training. So you're about to hear a recording from a training that we did last week, which was incredibly powerful and it was long and dense. So it might feel a little bit to grasp all at once, but it was a very powerful episode that shares with you how you can create that compelling magnetic messaging inside of your content. Because now I got a lot of hate on this about how I said just posting every day is not enough. And that is true because think about it. How many times have you posted to crickets? How many times have you created content consistently and had nothing? It's because it comes down to how persuasive and influential you are inside of your content and how effective you are in communicating your message. Now, don't get me wrong. Some people are super gifted and they learn these concepts that we're about to go over and then they implement and then they're good to go. But think about how a toddler learns how to walk. Nobody comes out of the womb walking. Nobody comes out of the, the womb running. But chances are, if you are lucky and you are able, if I asked you, Assuming that you are an able-bodied person, if I asked you, you know, how much energy and effort are you dedicating to your life to, to walk, to run, chances are you are doing it unconsciously. Luckily, I don't have to teach you how to breathe. You are doing it unconsciously. And so all those well-meaning coaches out there who are saying things like just post, chances are they're doing the same thing. They're doing it unconsciously, which is why we break it down inside of the PT Profit Formula. So in case you hadn't heard, doors are now officially open for the PT Profit Profit Formula and also the PT Profit Formula Plus. Because the truth of the matter is that it's not about information. It's about implementation and then doing it, test, guessing, testing, and assessing, and then knowing where to look when things are going sideways. 
So many people get hung up on the feelings of I'm a failure and making it mean things when things do not go the way that they are expected. And that's mostly due to the fact that they don't know what the what metrics that matter and what metrics to actually measure to move the dial to growing an effective business, which is exactly why I've put this together in this PT Profit Formula Plus group. Because it is the combination of a customized approach with the power of the collective. Because nobody gets to where they are without help, without assistance, and without guidance. So if you're wondering what exactly it is, we'll leave the link inside of the show notes. But it is the most effective and efficient 12-week semi-customized and the semi part is that you'll get a one-on-one call with me so it's so that it's with so that you know exactly what to focus on in our 90 days together but it's the most effective proven process to build a sales system inside of your business in 90 days that will give you all the tools that you need to have those consistent 10k month and beyond Plus, there are incredible bonuses and guest experiences that are all waiting for you inside of the program when you join. So be sure to click the link inside the show notes, and I'm looking forward to seeing you inside. Now, just a quick note, the doors are closing on Friday, March 5th, so you're going to want to act quickly, especially because I'm already planning out the rest of the launches for this year. And so we won't be opening the doors again until fall. And I can already tell you that it will not look the same way. So if you're on the fence for any reason at all, now is the time to act because this will be the time that you will get exclusive access to me inside of the Facebook group, plus the implementation and group coaching calls to really help you effectively use eight plus years of experience of teaching people how to master the art and science of non-selling without feeling pushy and sleazy. So be sure to grab your spot and I look forward to serving you on the inside. Now let's get into today's episode. We did a very powerful, very compelling training on how to create these types of content. Now I discussed five, really six, but you know, the sixth one is part of number two. So we talk about the types of content that you can use on a day-to-day basis. And what's awesome about these types of content and the structure that I go through inside of this training is that it could be used on TikTok, Instagram, Facebook, a podcast, YouTube. These are principles and principles transcend. So let's go ahead without further ado and roll that interview. Hello, hello. Welcome back to day two training. If you're just now catching me live, hi, I'm super pumped. Uh, I'm just trying something new right now. And then we're going to go ahead and dive in because as you all know, if you've been hanging around uh, me for a while, you know that I value time over uh, anything else. Okay. So we're just going to go ahead and make sure that we're going to be good to go. I want to make sure that I am live inside of my group. 
So for all my people that are hanging out, we're doing day two, simple selling all about today's my favorite day. Cause we're going to be creating my, we're going to be creating that powerful position with the magnetic, with magnetic messaging. Okay. So I am super excited. Let's go ahead and dive in to today's training. So I'm going to go ahead and just share my screen. Here we go. Okay. So today we are talking about creating a powerful position that is created for your ideal client. Now, hopefully if you are new around here and you're just catching up on the training, that's fine. There's plenty of time. I know that this can feel overwhelming, but that is actually a good thing. I'm literally giving you all the tools that you're going to need to really just to really increase the revenue inside of your business. So if you haven't caught up on day one's training, you're going to want to do that because in that training, I talk about powerful ways that you can find your ideal client. I also gave you the tools to collect the language that your ideal client is looking for. I also talked about the key components of and knowing the difference between creating the content for the people that you want to serve and then going to find out if they're hanging out on your platform. And if they're not, that's cool because now we're going to stop now in this training, we're going to start creating that content that's going to attract them to connect them and then eventually convert. And by convert, I mean, turn the audience, the people that are hanging out into customers. And now if you are feeling like so many of my clients who feel like I don't have that big of an audience, I only have 100 followers or 50 followers or 300 or 1000, whatever, that's an arbitrary number. I just want you to recognize really quickly that there are many people that can have six figure businesses, six figure salaries with 300 followers, with, uh, you know, 3000 followers. It's not about the number. There's not a direct correlation, which is why I actually created this training in the first place. And I'm laughing because that's, that's what I was getting at when I was really going for that just post is not enough. It's really not enough. And today we're going to be talking about the difference between content and copy and how we can weave that in to our work and into what we create so that we can generate more business because it's more than just post. Okay. So, uh, what, so I started, I started to touch on it, but the differences between content and copy. So let's just go ahead really quickly. And this is why I go after the people who say just post, right? It's because we need to have some of this, some of the copy components in our content and these well-meaning people, they just don't, they, they do it unconsciously. And the fact, and I'm going to go ahead and guess that if you have any type of business right now, or you've really worked on getting people to just believe in your position, then you've done some of this unconsciously. But today we're going to be breaking this down so that you can understand what, what you're actually doing. And then weave more of that into your content. 
So the difference really between content and copy is that content can sometimes just teach. This is that whole idea, right? Have you ever, you know, people who feel like, oh, how I'm just doing the same thing as everyone, right? Because you, your inclination is I'm just going to post a workout or I'm just going to do some teaching content, right? But it's not cutting. It's not, it's going, it's just joining into this wall of noise. So how you get through that wall of noise, how you get through that feeling of just screaming into an echo chamber of people saying and doing the same thing over and over is that you start to actually create demand for your workout. And how do you do that? Well, I want you to think about why your workout is different, why it's unique. Go back to that day one training where I was having you think about who you serve in a unique way. How can you weave that into your content and into your workout? You know, if you're trying, if you're writing a piece of content that's the squat biomechanics, right? How to pick the right squat for your body type. That's not what other people are talking about. And I also want you to, too, to remember, and I did talk about this a little bit in the day one training, is that even if you're following all your colleagues, this is this big. It's like 1%. You, the fact that you're here means that you're in the 1%. And so that's a good thing. Because it means that there aren't, a, to the general population, to the people that you're going after, they haven't heard of your work in the way that you say it yet. So you want to make your content, and we're, we'll actually get into the types of content today, but you want to create demand and create demand specifically for the next step. Because remember in day one training, we talked about that customer journey and the ladder of believability. Okay. And so then the other thing is that content is where people just tell, I'm going to tell you how awesome it is. I'm going to tell you how awesome it is. I'm going to tell you like, this is awesome, right? When you use copy and you actually sell it, what you're really doing is you're almost, you're saying things instead of like, this is awesome. You need to buy it. Instead you're being like, I can tell you how awesome this is, but let me show you. Here's what other people are saying. And your content is doing the selling for you. You're starting to create these feelings of FOMO, right? Now, here is a fun one, right? Now, content will just explain things. Here's how you do blah, 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 blah. But when you can use your content to shift and a perspective that is a powerful way of building a sense of know, like, and trust. And when you can actually make a case, now for the record, making a case is selling. No matter any time you put a piece of content out there, if you're trying to get an e if you're trying to get someone to, to get on board with what you're saying, with getting an email, getting a sale, these are all selling. You're, it's the same amount of effort. 
And in order to do that, you need to shift the perspective. So we need to be able to find out what the belief is and then shift it. And when you can do that and they're nodding along and they're like, yeah, this is awesome. This is exactly what I want. They become your client. Okay. And now this is going to be really powerful. We'll talk about this, right? Is that you might've heard, you may or may not have heard the idea of sharing stories and, and, and story selling and stories are very powerful. But I was just talking to two clients about this the other day is that the difference between just sharing a story versus connecting the story to your hero is copy. That's what's going to help you do the selling. What's going to help you move people through that process of the customer journey, right? So let me give you an example. On my Instagram right now, which we're going to talk about today, so um, get excited. Um, on my Instagram right now, you'll see that I have a button, a highlight that says about me. And <laughs> shame on me. I'm going to fix it. I'm going to fix it. But there is part of me that's like, this is a great lesson, but, um, there's no slides in there right now. And the reason why was because when I originally started the IG account, it was for my moms to help them lose weight without dieting up to 50 pounds without dieting. And so my about me slides were a very telling, compelling story of my story, which is true, which was about how I, how I risked my life and my daughter's life for, uh, in order to get my body back. And I was so hell bent on having a, what I called at the time, a natural birth, a vaginal birth, that I was willing to kill us both in order to get my body back. And I tell a very compelling story about how it wasn't until I realized that your health and well, and your, the, the, the health and wellness was, had to start within in order to get healthy and fit and that your mental health and physical health are married. Right. And I tell a very important, compelling story about that. And it was that, that moment I realized that now that's a, it's a true powerful story for women who want to lose weight, but for my trainers and for my physical therapists are hanging out with me. They're like, yeah, Beverly, that's cool. High five. Like good for you. But that has, that's not with them in mind. Now the, now the story is about how I became the fastest growing personal trainer, assistant fitness manager, fitness manager to district fitness manager, player coach, and running five Manhattan gym, Manhattan and New Jersey gyms. By the time I left my uh, g uh, big box gym job in five years, and I hired and developed hundreds of personal trainers and also leaders. Like That's part of my story now. But so my moms are like, oh yeah, that's cool, but that's not for them. Okay, so differences. Now your content will tell authority, right? But your copy and content will demonstrate authority. Where I sh show you, I can do what I say I can do. And you're going to want to do that inside of your content as well. And now I'm saying content because you, you might be asking, and we're going to talk specifically about Instagram today. And there is a reason, and we will talk about it, but this is true for any type of content. 
you can use these types of content anywhere in terms of the messaging. Now we'll get also, I'll touch on to, on the creative components, but really we're talking about the messaging and what and how you say it. All right, so let's talk about the five pieces of content, okay. There are five pieces of content that I, that I circle through that are my go-tos. And you know what? I just had this, I'm probably going to add a sixth piece of content to this list. Okay. Um, but the first is the polarizing piece. Okay. Now this is also inspired by one of my mentors, Brandon Lucero. He talks about the thought reversal. So this is uh, the polarizing piece. Now, some people and a lot of well-meaning people will tell you not to lean into the polarizing. Uh, they'll say no, they'll say things like, oh no, you don't want to be you don't want to rock the boat. You don't have to be mean and you can, you know, speak passionately. Okay. So now let me just clarify, right? I'm going to clarify two things here about the polarizing piece. Number one, being polarizing is not for the sake of being mean. You can be polarizing and kind at the same time. And what's really interesting to me is that is that people have interpreted that word polarizing to mean so many different things because the truth of the matter is that one of my most polarizing pieces, I did not mean for that to be polarizing. I didn't mean for just post to be a polarizing piece. I mean, it was in the sense that I wanted to shift your perspective and I wanted to shift the way you think about content. And I wanted to help you recognize and realize that just posting every day is not enough because I want to save you time. And it comes from this place. And this is, this is like, I feel myself like my, my lashes are probably going to come off because I can feel myself choking up because, um, because this is coming from a sense of knowing and of, of being there and recognizing what it feels like to take advice and then it just not, you know, and, and not, and have it not work. But more than that, it's okay that it didn't work. And in fact, if you're here and you feel like it's not working, that's, it's a good thing. And I know you're like, well, Beverly, why? And this is why we go so much deeper into this when we're talking about it inside of uh, the PT profit formula. But it, it's not about, you know, it not working. It's about knowing why it didn't work and knowing where to look and what to test, tweak and adjust. And so it's all about guessing, testing and assessing. And you'll start to feel better when you know where to look. <laughs> and, and that me creating content comes from that and creating polarizing pieces specifically comes from that knowing. Because my hope is that I compress your timeline so that you don't take as long as I did to learn this. Because those are the missing key components. And it comes from my deeper purpose. Because it kills me to watch qualified trainers that care about the science of training and helping people who have struggled for years not generate revenue. Because oftentimes, have you ever noticed or ever looked out into the, into the field and noticed that people who are less qualified than you are generating more? And that's not to say that they're bad. And that's not to say that those people don't deserve it. That's not what I'm saying, actually. I look at those people out there and I, I bless them and thank them because it just shows us 
It's evidence for what is possible for you and what is possible for me. It's just honing in on these components, okay? So the thing too, I want to, so the second point about the polarizing piece that I wanna really drive home, which I've kind of talked about, is that it's not about shifting, you know, your pet peeves. Now, my friend, you know, my mentor, Brandon says too, that if you are trying to, if you're trying to, you know, create content for the sake of being mean and like, and going after pet peeves, that's coming from your ego. And that's coming from a need to be right. And as if you're anything like me, I, I feel that. I, I, I have to check in with, am I writing this because I want to be right? Or am I writing this because I really want to help people and it's connected to what I am here to do. And when you can create your content from there, that is going to be really powerful. So I want you to think about, go and think about your ideal client. This is data that you've collected now from our time together since we started on Monday. So go and think about who your ideal client is, what they're struggling with, and really kind of ask yourself, what's causing the struggle? What are the beliefs that the industry is putting out there that's causing them to suffer? And it's going to come from two places, what the industry what this, uh, is telling them, what society tells them, what, what their circumstances are telling them, but then also their, what they have, their limiting beliefs, their, their sense of, um, uh, their sense of, of, you know, their interpretation of what the industry says. So let me give you a tangible example of that in the fitness industry so you know what I'm talking about. So for me, when I was talking about losing up to 50 pounds, I was really going after the diet, the diet culture and the diet industry because, and I would say things like your diet doesn't need to have a name, right? And the reason why I was going after that was because the diet industry teaches you that you have to be on a diet. Why? Because look, you've got keto, uh, intermittent fasting, you've got uh, all of these names, you know, Atkins, which is not just keto. Um, you got um, um, low carb, low fat, all these diets have a name. So that's why the industry teaches you that you have to be on a diet. But then a limiting belief is when a client comes to me and says, oh, I need to cut out all the carbs in order to lose fat. Now, that's not necessarily coming from the industry, but that's their belief. And so I need to create content around that that's going to help shift that. Okay, so now you might be wondering, all right, Beverly, how, 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 how? Well, listen, I'm going to give you two, two tangible things that you can take away to think about it, okay, to start shifting the perspective, but we go way deeper on this, okay? And I also want you to remember as I'm going through this to remind you that nobody gets to skip steps and that this work that I'm giving you, I want you to think of this as like, okay, I'm going to tell you how to lose a hundred pounds in this hour training, because I could do that. This is, these are the things that you need to do. But you and I both know that anything worth doing takes time. Nobody comes out of the, out of the womb knowing how to do this unconsciously and, and getting it right, 
Okay. Uh, the only reason why I am getting good at this and why I have gotten good at this is because I do it over and over and over and I practice it. Yeah. There are going to be people that might be natural, you know, that they get it faster. You see people that, um, you know, they, they'll learn this training and then they'll just go and all of a sudden, you know, go viral. Okay. But if you're anything like me, because I'm not like that, I'm not the student that was that mastered, got A's on my, on my English papers. I am not the, I, I have, I have Jared who helps me because grammar, no, my husband and Jared helped me because I was not that person. So I don't want you to feel, if you're feeling discouraged at all, then don't worry because you're like me. I've just done this over and over and over and over again and it takes practice, okay? So don't get discouraged. And I'm gonna also tell you to just, you're only gonna get better when you take action because nobody learns how to swim by reading a book on swimming. You have to get into the water and you have to get wet, okay? So here are the two things that you here are the two things that you can do to help shift a perspective. Number one, and the reason why I laughed is because I literally just did it and I do it so unconsciously right now is that I want you to give them a metaphor, give them another way of thinking about it, right? And I love the metaphors because this is what's going to allow you to be direct and kind. So give them metaphor to help them help them shift the thinking in a different way. So for example, when I was going after self-care for moms, I'd be like, hey, listen, you deciding to not prioritize your health and fitness, that's like going on an airplane and not putting a mat, put not putting your oxygen mask on first before you uh, uh, before you do the kids. Because let me ask you, how effective are you going to be as a mom and as uh, uh, to help your children if you're passed out on the airplane, they don't have their uh, and they don't have their oxygen masks on. Okay. Other things too, like I just use that metaphor about the swimming and getting wet. That's a metaphor to shift perspective. Now, the other way that you can shift the perspective is I want you to ask the powerful question to give them a counterexample. So if a client comes to me and says, you know, I need to cut out all the, you know, carbs in my life to lose fat. And I'm going to say, okay, well, has there ever been a time in your life where you've lost fat and you haven't cut out all the carbs? Now, just by me asking that question, your brain has to answer it. And I don't know if you checked out the podcast on, on Tuesday where I sat down with Nikki. I am a counterphobic uh, Enneagram six. So this is a gift. This is what helps me become a master marketer because my brain is always looking for the other option. I'm always looking for that counterexample which is actually a good thing because that's how you can shift the perspective. And if you get your people to start thinking about the counterexample, they'll be like, oh, yeah, that's true. You know what? Sally didn't. My friend Sally, she didn't cut out all the carbs and she lost weight. So maybe I can do that. Well, what should I do? And then that, when you shift that perspective, you're going to deepen that sense of no like, and trust. And when you, when you feel that sense of no like, and trust, then you're going to, they're going to win. Okay. 
So that's the polarizing piece. And I know that we spent a lot of time on that, but it's worth it. It's worth it because those are the pieces that go viral. I want you to look out into the field. Like, and I, I always use, I always use doc, uh, Dr. Pat Davidson as an example, but I also use Rua as an example, the biomechanist. Go and look at their Instagram pieces. And the ones that have the most traction are the ones that are polarizing. And now you might be asking yourself, because this comes up and it came up for me too, which was, what if I get hate? And what if the trolls come? All right. Now I've got two things to say about that. And number one, or three things to say about that. And it also comes, you know, down to these feelings of imposter syndrome. Now I have done lots of podcasts and content about that, which I'm happy to link up if you want, because I'm gonna, I'm gonna shift your perspective on how you think about imposter syndrome. And it was very powerful for me, which is that I wake up every morning and I ask myself, what do my ideal clients need to hear from me today? How can I serve you? I am here on this, in this social media context box to serve you, to help you because I care that much about it. I have know what it's like to struggle myself. I know what it's like to be 200 pounds and walk up the stairs and not be able to chase my toddlers. I'm, I have a first row seat to watching my husband struggle day in and day out. I know how important this work is and your work is. So I ask myself every day, what do I, who, what do I need to say? Who do I need to serve? How can I get in, right? And notice where my attention is. My attention is on you. My intention is on serving. And when I get into imposter syndrome, because listen, you are not alone. I have gotten into imposter syndrome a million times, even in this journey. But when I start to focus on that feeling of I'm not enough, I'm not good, I need more certs, notice where my attention is. My attention is on me. And so I quickly shift out of that. Whenever I start to feel imposter syndrome, I just move my attention away from myself and onto you. That's number one. Number two, when it comes to that feeling and worry of trolls. Number two is that, is that um, I, I want you to think about your favorite movie that you've ever known and love and go to Rotten Tomatoes and look at the reviews. And I can guarantee you that even if your movie is 99.9% .9 amazing, you are going to have at least one person who didn't like it. My husband and I were just having this conversation over Princess Bride. I love that movie and he hates it. And I'm like, who are you? Okay. So this is a good thing because it means that whether you like it or don't like it, you're going to be judged a hundred percent of the time. Your favorite movies are judged a hundred percent of the time. So let me ask you, when you know that, isn't it more important to do what you love every single day, help the people that you want to, to serve, than worry about the people who are judging you because they're judging you either way whether it's positive or negative, right? So that, that will help 
you and helps me get out of those feelings of trolls. And then the third thing that I'm going to tell you when it comes to trolls, number one, is I want you, (laughs) the three, so 3.1, I want you to celebrate the trolls when they come. And I know that sounds weird, but if you get hate on your piece, then it means you're doing it. It means that you're doing it right. Right. And you're like, wait, but Beverly, you told me that my polarizing piece doesn't have to be mean. No, it doesn't. I'm not saying that. But when, if, when you hit on a belief, because listen, beliefs, people don't know that they have their unconscious. And so when you hit on that, it's going to trigger some feelings for people. And that's a good thing because it means that you are no longer in that wall of noise. You are no longer in that echo chamber where you are like, oh, hello, hello, look at me. No, you have cut through that noise and you have, you have gotten somebody's attention. So when you get that troll, you, that is a good thing. And I want you to celebrate them. And then the second thing that I'm going to tell you too, that I do 3.2 of my, when people come at me and troll at me, because listen, I've been getting some crazy things on that, on that post. Honestly, I look at them and I feel for them. I really bless them because the amount, because hurt people hurt people. And so the amount of energy that it took to curse me and say F off to me and all those like horrible things about me. That speaks way more to the person suffering than it does to me. Okay. And 3.3, the reason why I can feel that way is because I'm so convicted on that what this does, or I'm so convicted that this is that this works because I've seen it happen. I've seen it happen in my business. I've seen it happen in my mentor's business. I've seen it happen in my client's business where we've gone from generating 0K online to 150K online in six months. I know that this stuff works. And that's the other thing too that will help you with those feelings of imposter syndrome is no being so convicted in your work and knowing that it works. And if you are like any, like any of my clients that are like, oh, wait, but Beverly, I'm just starting. I don't know if it works. You do because you have your story and you have at least one client that it works on. And I would say, go get more. And we'll talk about today how to do that. Okay, so I know I spent a lot of time on polarizing piece, but they're that important. The next piece of content is gonna be your friend's connection piece of content. This is the content that you share on there that is about your story, like your story, right? Your story, your why. Do it in the way that I talked about earlier in the training where it is for them, okay? Now you might be wondering, okay, but Beverly, I, you know, does it always have to be about your guide? It is for me, even if I'm posting things about my kids, I'll post things about my children all the time because that is going to connect other parents. I work with a lot of parents. I also don't work with a lot of parents probably because I, I'm a B parent and I'm always, you know, I'm always like, I feel like Miss Hannigan, right? But I, that's truly who I am and how I feel. And so that pulls a certain type, uh, you know, that pulls a different type of person towards me. I know lots of moms and listen, this is not a bad thing. It's not about making them wrong or making them bad. I think that there is room for it all. In fact, getting into that dogmatic, you know, way of thinking, both in the science of training and also in marketing, that's hurt my business more than anything. When I try to make other people wrong, it's not about that. Because I think that that there are multiple ways to fitness, multiple ways to messaging. 
It's about figuring out, it's becoming, I used to talk about being a metabolic detective, but we're going to be a business detective. It's about figuring out the ways that you can connect to your people that works for you. Okay. So friend content about you. And so, especially if you're building a brand or maybe you're building a, a brick and mortar, you're building, you know, a team of people. Cool. But we still want to know who's behind the logo, who's behind your, your brick, brick and mortar share with us. What are you doing? What are, what are, you know, what do you stand for? What's your deeper purpose? Why do you, this is where you get to talk about your, about, you know, your purpose of why. And then your the other types of friend connection content is your client stories. Celebrate Sally. Celebrate, you know, this is the stuff that's going to be compelling in the sense of I can tell you just how powerful PT profit formula is, but I'm, let me show you. Please, well, you know, let me introduce you to this client who's just closed a 1K client in one call right? Like those are the friend connection pieces of content. Now we get into the how to's. These are the teaching type of content. So this, these are oftentimes going to be a fitness professional's highest engaged post because these are the ones that are saved. These are the ones that are bookmarked. These are, these are oftentimes the pieces of content. Like if you're going to go to YouTube or you're going to do a podcast, how to's can be very valuable. I'm not saying they're not valuable. You still want to create clarity. You still want to teach. You still want to demonstrate authority. And, and oftentimes people go to Google and they will type in, how do I blah, 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 blah. Okay. So, and so how to content is, it is important. It is, it can be valuable, but here's what's cool about how to content, right? These are templates just so that you can never ask. You'll no longer wake up in the morning and ask myself, what should I post today? Because I'm giving you five and I'm about to give you six pieces of content right here that you can start doing. Okay. Um, how to's when you can start doing it in a way and marrying it to that work you did on day one of like your uniqueness. How do you teach squats that are different than so-and-so? And if you're like, but Beverly, nobody knows how to do it. You know, you know, no one's reinventing the wheel on biomechanics. Yeah, cool. But your cues are going to be different than somebody else's cues. How do you do it? That's differently. That's different. Do you think I'm the only person in the world that talks about how to create a powerful position with magnetic messaging? No, but I can tell you that I am the only person that talks about the three pillars of performance and that they work synergistically together and that having content that's powerful without a plan is not gonna give you that, is not gonna give you uh, a six figure business because that's like getting on an airplane with a pilot going from New York to LA without a map. Who wants to be on that plane? <laughs> not me and not with my kids. You see what I'm saying? Okay, so I want you to be thinking about that for your content. Um, now, how to's are very, you know, um, you know, three ways to get breakfast. Step one, step two, step three, okay? Now, a value add piece of content. This is a piece of content that 
is teaching, but it might not necessarily be step one, step two, step three. Okay, so let me give you a tangible example of that and then a recent one. Uh, so I'll give you two pieces. So if I'm gonna write a post that's like how to do step one, step two, step three, right? Three ways to get breakfast, vegetables in at breakfast. And then I do a value add where I talk about like the nutritional differences between, between a, a, sweet potato and a white potato. That is a value add. Or, you know, Sohi Lee right now, which I really, I've been talking about this a lot the last couple of days. So, uh, because it's just a very powerful piece and example. And it's just another reason that just, I, it, another nail in the coffin for me about why this work is so important. And your work is so important specifically because there is a post that she did about terrible coaches. And she's like talking to herself in the real, go look at this post. It's titled terrible coaches. You'll see it when you go to her, her, her thing. But the, the reason why it's so powerful is because look at there's over 200 comments about people sharing their, their, their terrible coaching experiences and it will crush you, but it will, it's a good thing. It's, in, it will inspire you. It will inspire you to to really dig in and sink your teeth into this work. Okay. Mm. The motivation pieces. Now I always laugh because here's my limiting belief and my clients laugh at me too, where I'm like, this is not, I'm not the best at these. These are the ones that are in, that are designed to get your people to take quick inspired action. So things like just do it <laughs> or like, you know, you're not going to get results unless you quit. Like the Gary Vee style, like take action, motivating, inspiring pieces. Now I laugh because I, I don't, I, I probably do these unconsciously as long as I'm not thinking about it. But this, if you were like, Beverly, write a motivational piece, I'd be like, oh, oh. okay. Um, then the sixth piece of content that I want you to, that I want you to play around with, which I think it kind of actually lives here, but it's enough, it's enough for me to, um, say it is that people want to uh get to know you and they buy from people that know that they know like and trust so have some fun in your content this is inspired from tiktok right now this you know tiktok has the opportunity for you to go viral we've got reels right i want you to have some fun in your content show us who you are and let me tell you our life is so short the time that we get to spend on this planet if you are not doing what you love and you are not doing the stuff that is fun for you, then why? Then why? Our time is so short. Okay. So that is the other piece of content that I want you to mess with. Now let's just dive into the actual components of what your piece of content looks like. Okay. And so I want your content, the first part to be hook, right? And when I say hook, I want you to think of what is stopping the scroll and what is the first line that they're going to see that's going to be like, yep, that's my problem. You know, that's my, that's my, uh, I need to open this post. All right. Now I want you to think specifically, oh my gosh, I swear we've got 20 minutes and I swear I could like talk about this stuff for days. Okay. But, um, I want you to think specifically about the language. Now this is where the, your, you know, finding your audience's language matters 
because we can be writing things about biomechanics and like, all right, this is how, you know, this is, this is what the pelvis is, needs position needs to be when with your rib cage. But if your ideal client doesn't care about that, or they don't even know to look at the pelvic floor, then we're going to miss them. Then they're going to scroll on by. And then we're writing content for our colleagues and not for our clients. Okay, so I want you to find their language and use it, bake it into your content. And then I want you to add, no, that's your value. That's, that's, the, then the value is what the teaching is. This is like asking the, the shift in the perspective with either a metaphor or a counterexample where you get to do the like step one, step two, step three. Okay. And then the, I want a call to action every single post. Now that doesn't mean Go to the link in the bio, go, go, go to the link in the story and swipe up, go blah, 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 blah. That does not mean that, that, that can literally, people will tell me all the time, Beverly, I have no engagement. Well, are you asking for it? Oh, but Beverly, I'm scared. I'm going to get crickets. It's okay. Me, you know, I get crickets all the time. That's a good thing. Goes back to what I was saying earlier is, and now we can look at the data. And now we can, you know, we can look at the data and be like, all right, well, why specifically did it not? Okay. And so now this is where we get to talk about, uh, this is where we get to talk about, um, you know, what will I, I get the copy part, I get the content part, but what do I put in the image? Okay. This is the creative. Okay. So I want you to think about, you know, stopping the scroll. What, you know, and, and we can't say that, um, you know, but I'm going to say this gently because people will say to me, you know, this, sometimes when I say this stuff, they'll be like, oh, it'll stop them from taking action. So I'm going to share this stuff with you, but not at the expense of taking action. I would rather you post, post than not, um, than wait to have like professional photo shoot, blah, blah, blah. Okay. And now you're going to ask me, well, how often should I post? Well, listen, so many people are split on this. This is the same thing as fitness. I've heard people say three to five times a week, you need to post three to five times a day. You need to post once a day, right? It really goes back to what I was saying earlier about there's no right way. And it's not about the right way. It's about finding the way that's going to keep you consistent and you happy. I've gone periods of time where I posted seven days a week. I've gone periods of times where I posted once a week. But you're going to look at your insights and you're going to see what you want. When I post once a week, my numbers are way down. My engagement's way down. People don't view my stories because I'm not on the forefront. But if I'm in a position where I'm like, I'm just not, I don't need to grow right now. I want to double down and focus in on you, on my clients, then cool. I'm going to do that. Because nobody's going to look at my stuff and be like, oh, um, oh, you helped, you helped so-and-so make four grand in six weeks. Cool, but did you post every day? No, I'm here to get people results, not to get it right. Thank you for listening to the PT Profit Podcast. If you like this episode, chances are your friends will too. So it would be a huge service to us if you would please leave us a review and share with your friends on your social media channels. When you leave us a review, be sure to take a screenshot of it and email that screenshot to my team at info at bsimpsonfitness.com. And we'll send you a very special Instagram podcast that will show you how to create compelling content so that your 
your ideal clients come to you and you go from wanting clients to a wait list of clients ready for your services. Thank you so much for listening and we'll see you on the next episode.